Oh yeah. There we go. Take a look. Oh wow. Can you see yeah. through the wall? Yeah, I can see right through. Okay, I think I'm getting it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey! Hey! How's hey. your guys' voices? What are you guys doing in here? We are in the middle of a prank war with Frank and Dennis. Yeah. All right, nice. What's the prank? What's the prank? We're drilling a hole in the women's shower so we can look at them naked. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What does that have to do with Frank and Dennis? I don't know. I don't know. Well, nothing, really. It's just a warm-up prank to get the juices flowing. Yeah! Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be a bummer, but I kind of don't get how spying on naked, unaware women is a prank at all. Me either, me yeah. either. Yeah. Well, the either. real prank mm -hmm. is when I jam my dick through that hole and yell, special <laughs> delivery! Oh, dude, I don't think so. You, you can't like, do that, man. Oh, you get yeah. a lot of trouble for something like yeah. that. Yeah. That's yeah. like, yeah. Maybe we could just do something that doesn't involve naked women. Just, you know, because that's not fun for me. How about if I show you my dick? Why would I want that? Oh, okay, okay. It's a prank if you don't want to see it, but he shows you anyway. This guy gets it. I think I get it. It's going to be hilarious. I'm going to get myself hard, and I will show you what I mean. Hold on. Oh. oh. Ah, you bastard. You know what? If you guys are already hard, just go ahead of me, and I'll, I'll just circle back. Oh, God. Hello and welcome to the Stool Pigeons. I'm Harrison Davenport. And I'm Jack Jameswood. So Harrison, finally we are getting out of the red from MonMed and if all goes well this week, this podcast will have to go to an early retirement because we will be buying yachts and uh, new Teslas and never have to do this bullshit again. Oh, hell yeah. No, I think we'll probably still keep doing the podcast just to keep us, uh, just to give us something to do on a regular basis. But man, MindMed just soaring. Everyone was doubting it. Everyone thought it didn't have a chance. Everyone was saying it was going to fail. By everyone, I mean no one, but MindMed just went up. So for those of you unaware, MindMed on Thursday closed at 2.13. On Friday, it made the jump all the way up to 3.52. Jack had invested uh, at the low point where I had invested at a bit of a higher point. I came in at about $3, but our profits are already looking pretty good. The stool pitch are heavily invested and we are looking like we're going to make a big profit once it hits the NASDAQ on Tuesday. Yeah, looking good. I'm seeing a lot of price projections in the $7 to $10 range. Although my question was, what's the difference between MonMed and Compass Pathways? They both have a similar market cap. They both, well, actually, uh, Compass Pathways only has one drug in clinical trials, whereas MonMed at least has uh, 10 different drugs that they're trying to do clinical trials on. I have no idea. There was people that were on the MonMed Reddit Investors Forum, and they explained this in a way that I didn't understand, mostly because it involve very complicated math. I think the only difference between MindMed and Compass Pathways is that they have Peter Thiel who literally injects the blood of young children into his body. And then you have J.R. Ron who is 
just a complete idiot. He looks like nut. he's been injected with uh, cookie dough, I believe, J.R. Ron, whereas Peter Thiel is a sexual predator, allegedly. Allegedly a total pedophile, yes. That is what Peter Thiel is, allegedly. Now, J.R. Ron, this is, I think, confirmed that he injects cookie dough straight into his veins, and that's what keeps him looking smooth in interviews. And also, he's doing cookie dough now because he can no longer get high on any of the other drugs that he really loves, but he's also been microdosing, maybe. We aren't sure he didn't really give us a direct answer on that. Well, he seems to have a lot of uh, addiction issues. If he tries something, he immediately gets addicted to it. He talked about how he took amphetamines, how he took benzos, and how he used to drink. And in all cases, he seemed to black out and then lose large segments of his life for that year for whatever reason. And he's the CEO. That just proves that anybody can make it in America, even though it is a Toronto-based company. I was just thinking about that loser from Psychedelics today and how much of an idiot he looks like. Oh, the albino guy? Yeah, the albino guy. Yeah, I, I've I've looked at, um, I've been really fascinated with looking at any predictions, even if they're not based on any kind of evidence. I've, so I've been watching a lot of YouTube channels that are, that are called things like there's a YouTube channel that's called uh, Departures Capital and Departure Stock. And that guy is supposed to be a hedge fund, I guess, or something, but it's just one guy and he makes YouTube videos and he put the price target at about 10. I've seen other people that put it even higher but i've been go- i've been watching videos from people that are not experts at all that know just as little as we do about the stock market but you know i want to see some news that says it's going to 50 on on tuesday yeah well i'm guessing jim kramer is just waiting for the headwinds to pick up a little bit before he's like oh this is a definite buy i mean he is such a fucking idiot on stock picks i mean if he is telling you it's going to go down you definitely should buy if he tells you it's going up that means you should definitely get out. Yeah, he's just a conduit for large institutional investors who feed him news about stocks or in the case of, I think it was Herbalife. Do you remember the Herbalife? And then there was the hedge fund that was shorting Herbalife and they had a very hilarious little battle on his show a couple of years ago. Yeah, Herbalife was the pyramid scheme. That was a health and supplement company, I believe. Yeah, it was was, but uh, it's still going strong because, you know, if you're very smart about it, you can still run a pyramid scheme pretty successfully in America. I think the uh, the Vima pyramid scheme ran out. That was another one. And I can't remember the name of the other pyramid scheme. There was two. It was Vima and another one that were competing. Vima actually had some pretty good products, but they took all their best products off, off their website. And then they just started selling like health supplement candy bars or something. That's a damn shame. So getting back to mind med, we're definitely saying if you have not gotten in, which this is not financial advice, but you should get in on Monday when it's still trading on the OTC markets, because on Tuesday, that's when it hits the NASDAQ. And that's when we're going to be seeing that big jump. Okay. So even though this episode will be going out Wednesday, so this gives us a chance to make predictions on where we think 
mind med is going to be, let's say Tuesday, let's say the opening day, what are your predictions on the stock price? I'm going to say that it will be at at least 10 on Tuesday. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go out on a limb here and say it hits 15. Okay, what's our predictions for close on Friday? What are we saying it's ending the week on? Let's do one more prediction. Okay, let's see. I am going to say you know what? I'm going to say 28. Okay. I was going to go with 17. Now, for anybody that is a MindMed investor that's that has a heavy load of stock, um, we are not going to sell ever. You know, you want to get it up to 30 and just hold because we definitely will not sell if it gets up to 30. We are diamond hands. We are holding no matter what. If it goes up to 50, we're still holding. Yes. Privately, we're not going to say. I mean, it'll just depend. You never know who could hit that sell button for us. Yeah, man, it would be very, very good if it got up to above 20. Yes. Oh, for sure. Above 20, that's going to start looking pretty tasty to me. But I'm really holding out that we end up in a GameStop situation where it starts like peaking up to like $400 a share. At that point, I uh, I don't know if I could control myself. Dude, if it hits, I mean, if it hits over 100, I would. Um, sorry, guys, but I'm selling at that point. I am too. I definitely don't believe in it enough uh, at $100 a share. It's kind of like that one sandwich shop in New Jersey that has a valuation of like- Oh, uh, $100 million? A hundred million dollars, yeah. And their, yeah, and their net revenue was like 16000 <laughs> Yeah, the guy was laughing about it. The owner thought it was very, very funny that they uh, had hit that point. And that's another OTC. That's a pink sheet stock uh, for those who are going to be looking that up. And for those of you who are trying to find that uh, sandwich shop that we're referring to, the trading symbol is HWIN, Hometown International Incorporated. It's trading at 1324 right now. All this is gambling. I mean, look at MindMed. We, we've been talking about this since, what, our first podcast? We said that you need to go ahead and get in on MindMed, not that we're telling you to buy it, but you should definitely get in. Yes, yeah. With MindMed, it doesn't have really any fundamentals. All of its revenue and whether it succeeds or not is all based well into the future on FDA clinical trials that have not concluded yet. So it's all, it's kind of a zero or one proposition. Either the business is going to crater and fail, or it's going to be a huge success. Who knows? Just gamble on it and hope that it works out. Also, if you think the volatility is pretty wild with pot stocks, psychedelic stocks are just a totally different ball game in terms of what the volatility is going to be looking like. Marijuana stocks, while they do vary up and down quite a bit, they've at least kind of established themselves. That's what I'm curious about with the psychedelic stocks, how much volatility we're going to see. Speaking of very speculative activity, Harrison, I think you have a story that I don't give a shit about, but will comment on, which is something about soccer. There was a big development last week. There was an announcement about a Super League for 
in European soccer. So this was the biggest clubs in the Premier League, Italian League, Spanish League, French League. They were all going to come together to, to form a Super League. What the Super League was is it was a league of 16 members, and it wasn't based on any type of results. It was a bunch of billionaires coming together, and they wanted to form a league where it wasn't based on performance. So soccer's had a long tradition of, it's called promotion and relegation. So if you perform really bad in a season, you get relegated to a lower league, which is different than in American sports and American soccer. So essentially, what we had was this group of people came together and they said, we just want a guaranteed league where we're going to get $3.5 billion for being a founding member. And all we do is just play in this closed off league amongst each other. Then there was pushback about this because all of the other teams were like, no, we've always done this. We have hundred year old traditions and the, the fans for each of these teams completely went apeshit. One of the teams involved, Chelsea, their uh, team bus got blocked in and they couldn't actually go to their game because fans were protesting in the streets. Well, billionaires have a long-standing position of saying, almost as the stole pigeons do, fuck the fans. It, it's funny, though, because that's what they tried to do and they thought they would be able to ride it out. But at the first sign of adversity, they all caved in. Who did? The owners of those soccer teams. So a lot of these people, you see American owners, which is pretty hilarious because one of the teams, Arsenal, in order to, and let me explain this. So in order to get to what they have now, it's called the Champions League. That is basically if you finish in the top four, roughly in any of the major European leagues, you qualify for a competition called the Champions League. Well, Arsenal has been terrible. They're owned by Stan Kroenke. He's married to one of the Walmart heiresses and his team, they're based in London and they're terrible but they were going to be in the Super League. So is the Super League going forward or not? And, and do you see this as a good thing or a bad thing? So I am anti-Super League. And no, it's not going forward. Well, they've put a pin in it, we could say. They've all backed out right now. All the English Premier League teams backed out. And so they have decided to wait. Were the players going to get paid more? No. No, the players weren't going to be paid more. It was just going to basically be a windfall of cash for the clubs. But then all of the players came out and said they were against it as well. Yeah, that, I mean, that sounds like a terrible deal if you're not even going to get any money for it. Well, it was hilarious because the person who was behind all of this was the president of a club called Real Madrid. They're in Spain. He essentially came out and said the protesters who blocked in the Chelsea bus he was saying that they were fake protesters. He basically went on like a full Trump rant saying that these were paid actors and that they were there to just make the Super League look bad when people really wanted it. Jeff Bezos should just buy all the major franchises for sports and then just have them do whatever he wants. Yeah, I guess he could do that. He was looking at buying the Washington football team, the NFL team. Oh, really? The oh yeah the, the Redskins no they're no longer called the Redskins they're called the Washington Football Team now they're called the Washington Football Team that's their that's their title yeah what's their because mascot that's unclear I guess a football. <laughs> 
that inspires a lot of, uh, you know, it really rallies the fans. Uh, yeah, let's go, Washington football team. That really just uh, comes right off the tongue. Well, they changed the name because the owner was in trouble because it came out that there was a culture of sexual harassment and he had actually been... Uh, one of the employees had actually been giving him like nude photos and videos of the photo shoots of the cheerleaders. He had actually been receiving like undocumented photos. More likely, he was probably just vetting them for, you know, any potential conflicts of interest, like maybe a birthmark that he couldn't see. That's what I, I, I suspect that he was doing. But you, I mean, if you're going to hire cheerleaders who's only job is to look good, you're going to want to see them nude. Otherwise, it's just a financial liability for you as a club owner. That is true. He could have been doing that, but also all of the George Floyd stuff that happened over the summer when, you know, they were removing Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben and Landa Lakes. I guess people were able to get the Redskins canceled. It would have been funny if they would have just whoever did their branding was like, what if we, you know, instead we actually show appreciation for the diversity of the team and we call them the Washington Blackskins or the Washington Blacks. Yeah, maybe they'll uh, come out with that. I don't know. I think that could be one of the names they're looking into. <laughs> I don't even know if this would be any kind of slant or derogatory branding what if they just came out as the washington savages but just they could keep all their old stuff and just have indians on there but because they don't explicitly call them indians they can just call them uh, the washington savages well the blackhawks and the nhl have kept their logo but the cleveland indians have also decided they're going to be changing their name going forward cleveland indians that's a baseball team that's a baseball team okay so baseball is continuing to exist yeah, baseball does exist, but no one cares about it. The games are way too long and they play 162 games a year. And they still don't use steroids. Is that correct? Okay. They need to go back to people just openly using steroids again. Everyone would love baseball. I, I would like to see them not only if they use steroids. I think they should mandate that to be in the league. But they also have to use experimental uh, Chinese research chemicals just to see what happens. Because I want to see everyone either, you know, strike out or hit home runs every single time they're up to bat. Ooh, I've got a good idea for a study that MindMed could do. They should start, start just microdosing all of the baseball players, all the people in MLB and see how that goes. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a pitcher for a, well, he was a pitcher for a baseball team uh, in the World Series in the late 60s, early 70s. I don't know if you know this story, but he was tripping on acid and he threw a no hitter during the World Series. You know that story? No, I don't know that story. That's pretty sweet, though. That's pretty funny. There was another guy who I've seen. It wasn't a World Series, but he wasn't supposed to pitch. And he went out the night before and got absolutely hammered. And he pitched a perfect game the next day. That just proves that all of science is wrong and that taking drugs only increases your performance no matter how much you take of any substance. It's always good for you. He said he thought he was going to die on the mound. He said he, he literally reeked of alcohol and he didn't know if he was going to be able to make it. But somehow he said he had his best stuff ever that day. Wouldn't you have to try that again, though, if you throw a perfect game? Because I know 
athletes are pretty superstitious. I feel like you'd then have to start drinking heavily before every start. Yeah, you would have to drink before every game. And then the days that you're off, you also drink too. Just, you know, keep the streak going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I also, speaking of continuously drinking, I did receive news that another round did win an Oscar. I don't know what that is. That is a movie that I discussed one or two episodes ago about how the people in the movie, they make a pact to keep their blood alcohol level above 0.05. I don't remember this at all. Maybe I was drunk during that episode. I think so. So I won't go into it. Oh, oh, the 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 movie with uh, the blonde German guy. He's not blonde and he's not German. He is Danish and his name's Mods Mikkelsen, I believe. Well, that's close enough. The, the Danish uh, were Nazis, so that makes them German in my book. That's the type of coverage you get from the stool pigeons. Just uh, inaccuracies about every actor, their nationality, and whether they well, were... Well, hang on, hang on. Were the Danes Nazis? Yes. Well, I mean, they I doubt they really had a choice in that. You know, I think they, they are right there bordering Germany. Right, right, right. But that just shows the strengths of the Nazis. The Danes are weak cowards that submitted to the Nazis because they recognized the superior race taking them over. Okay, we probably shouldn't go down that hole. So let's go ahead and transition to anything else other than talking about Nazis and uh, a superior race. Okay, well, what do we have uh, next? Some more dumb bullshit sports stories? We can cover sports. I think I could literally tell you anything that was going on in professional sports that was just a total lie and you'd be like, oh, really? Like, what if the whole thing I told you about Washington was just a lie? Well, it wouldn't matter because uh, the people listening to it probably also don't have a lot of familiarity with sports, too. And they would say, "Okay, well, that's interesting. I'm not going to verify that whatsoever. Yeah, I really flamed out on the Super League. I thought you were at least going to have some insightful questions to throw at me, but that that just epically fizzled out. Yeah, that segment uh, totally uh, just uh, went in the wrong direction, mostly because the story itself was not interesting at all. It was an attempt by billionaires to create a league that they didn't create because fans got upset, and so nothing actually happened in the story. Yeah, that's about right, but we'll go ahead and keep it in just for uh, just for time's sake. Yeah, we've got to keep this in because uh, that took up about uh, 10 minutes of the show, and what are we going to do? Create new uh, segments to put in. I mean, we we made a very bad decision early on in not starting the podcast as soon as Trump got elected because then you didn't even have to come up with any segments for a show because you could just talk about crazy shit that Trump did. We made the very poor decision to say, oh, you know what? Biden is finally in here and uh, nothing fucking happens because they don't let him go outside or speak. Also, the great thing thing about this show is for this episode, we did a sports story which you had no idea what I was talking about. And in the beginning, we went ahead and recycled mind mad stuff. Yeah. And that's what makes this one of the best shows based on our reviews of the people that have reviewed it. That seems to hold true. Oh, speaking of which, we did have another new review. I don't know if I told you about that. No, but let's bring it up on the show. Okay. So this comes to us from hatethisgame.com. The title is A Definite Must Listen. Loved the podcast. Loved the podcast. I enjoyed listening to Harrison and Jack's take on everything from financial markets to movies. 
hilariously entertaining. I highly recommend this podcast. That guy sounds very smart. Or if it was a girl, she sounds very smart. And what did I say, man? This guy can cook. You're right, man. All right, we're going to make a lot of money together. Just remember who you're working for. What did you say? I'm just saying, they got to know that they're working for you. Like, they don't already know that? Are you saying that they're stupid? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, so you're not saying that they're stupid. So I don't understand, are you saying that... I'm stupid? Nah, come on, Tuco. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. No, you're just speaking for me. Like I ain't got the goddamn sense to speak for myself. Is that it? Is that what you're doing? Tuco. Tuco. Hey, why don't we all just uh, relax, huh? Eisenberg says, relax. Orale, Holmes. I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. And that is how we are introducing winners and losers of the week. That was Tuco from Breaking Bad being absolutely psycho, saying he was calm. They were doing a drug deal in a junkyard, and he just beat the face in of an associate who then later died. So Breaking Bad is my good thing of the week, but specifically Tuco. Harrison likes to pick the most relevant cultural touchstones that are going on right now. Uh, I'm sure everyone remembers Tuco from Breaking Bad, which they watched 10 years ago. Well, I already brought up the Super League, which probably has no pull with anyone in the audience. So why not just go why not just go ahead and bring up a scene from eight years ago for a bit part character in a well received TV show. Let's just hope we have a lot of people that uh, like alienation and also like being masochist and listening to just complete bullshit for long uh, periods of time. Sounds good. Well, you do have to edit part of that. So uh, good luck with that, because I think there was a bit of a cutout in that scene. Sorry about that one. Yeah, there was a cutout in that scene. That'll be very fun to edit. My loser of the week are the people who have not bought MindMed. I mean, what the hell are you guys doing? I mean, come on. Just hold off until Tuesday, though, once again, because we do not need you screwing up anything for uh, Jack's Monday uh, orders that you've already put in. Is that correct, Jack? Yeah, that is correct. So no one in Germany uh, needs to buy on Monday. That's a very risky investment. Uh, Wait till Tuesday to buy because that'll be better for you and for your financial balance sheet. So my winners of the week are buying pharmaceuticals online from GoodRx just by lying on a couple of forms. 
arms. I didn't know this was possible, but apparently you can buy some uh, premium drugs like Viagra and Cialis just by filling out a couple of forms that ask, are you in good health? Do you have a normal blood pressure? Do you have any kind of other complications or risk factors like have you ever taken recreational drugs? Do you take any medications? And the answer to all of those on the forms at least is no. And they will just ship you uh, Cialis or Viagra directly to your house. Very inexpensive. And this is how the entire healthcare system should work. Meaning everyone just lies on some forms and they just ship you the drugs directly to your house. My loser of the week is Russian troll r slash. That sick fuck. That sick bastard. I mean, seriously, 250,000 views in the first like six hours. I mean, get out of here. Our numbers have been very good. I know I keep going into YouTube stuff because it's been my primary obsession, but uh, we gained about 50 subs this week and uh, we cracked into rare territory. So there's a stat that 90% of videos on YouTube do not reach a thousand views. And one of ours is already at 1500 and counting. Yes, uh, there is a huge appetite for people taking text that they didn't write and reading it online to an audience of people who, for whatever reason, love listening to people cheating on other people, even though the experience didn't happen to them. It's very exciting, um, and you should listen to it, definitely. Oh, because we haven't, we haven't done any of those, so the audience hasn't heard these stories. So these stories are also very, very sexually graphic. The one that is uh, doing so well for us, I mean... It's it even made me blush a little bit. It did not make me blush. I thought it was a little bit tame. I, if I had any control over the rating system, it would be rated PG. Basically, the story is a, a five part series about a guy whose wife works at a dentist office and he wants to set up his wife with the dentist and the dentist fucks his wife on camera. So very PG. And it looks like in part four that he's also going to bang the friend. So really nothing happens. There's nothing risque about it. This is just normal uh, marriage, if you ask me. Now, am I married? Is this something that you know I do in my marriage? No. But is this what I expect happens in a marriage? Yes. And this is our new segment, us reading shit that we did on YouTube, because we're now too lazy to even do Reddit reads. We've just decided to describe our Reddit reads to you, but not actually read them. That's correct. We are going to transition to another segment, Lightning Round. Harrison, would you rather legalize drugs or have a single-payer system? Single-payer system. That is the wrong answer. Moving on. Harrison, would you rather be the best computer hacker in the world or the best sniper? Yeah, definitely the best computer hacker. And before you hit me with the buzzer um, saying that that's wrong. That is wrong, uh, the reason, but go ahead and explain your reasoning for your wrong answer. The reason I would say hacker is because as a sniper, I mean, you have 
access to basically just killing people. I mean, I guess you can make money through assassinating people, but as a computer hacker, you can do so much. I mean, you can take down major corporations. You can take down their websites with all kinds of attacks. Not that we're advocating doing that, but, you know, there's a few out there that you should go for. And I mean, you can also be good at like, you know, selling information on the dark web. I mean, you can you can make a lot of money being a good computer. Now, here's the counter. If you are the best sniper in the world, you can just kill the best computer hacker in the world. I guess you could, but they're probably going to be pretty good at covering their trail, but a sniper would probably be pretty good at covering their trail too. I think that's a good movie idea. The best hacker in the world versus the best sniper. And they're both trying to reach the same goal, which is, I don't know, maybe stop a Russian or some Muslim guy from bombing something. Yeah, it's basically 24 in a nutshell. But, But here's the thing. You have to consider, I know that it would be fun to have money and hack into major corporations. But have you ever considered just how fun murdering innocent people from a 30-story building could be? I I mean, I don't know. I haven't murdered anybody yet in my life, but I I imagine that it is very fun. I kind of see where this is going, so I'm just going to go ahead and say no so that we don't dive into uh, any of the stuff that is swirling around in your head. Well, I think what you're doing right now is besmirching the military because that's what those guys go into it for. It's not serving your country. It's, man, this could be fun just to really just blast someone's head off. And they just enjoy it. And that is what it is about when you're patriotic. And all I'm saying is if you're the best sniper in the world, man, isn't it fun just to blow somebody's head off? Yes. Thank you for your service. And on that note, Jack, do you want to go ahead and get out of here? Yes, let's please do that because I've got other shit to do. All right. As usual, please follow the Stool Pigeons on Twitter. Please check out our Patreon. Just search the Stool Pigeons. Please rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes if you were listening on that platform. And that's all I have. So thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, two updates from me. Make sure and invest in MindMed. And if there are any female listeners out there, we you can send us some nudes to judge. Just putting that out there. And yes, please subscribe to our YouTube page. Anyway, thank you for listening. Bye.